Hello, listeners. This is First in Gold with Freddie and Pete, a football podcast with everything 49ers first. Bow, bow. Aha, First in Gold is back, baby. Here we go again on the <laughs> Love it. Love it, man. It's been too long, my friend. Too long. Way too long, man. What has it been, like a fucking week? No, no, no. Oh, I'll no. Talk, I'll talk about the for podcast. The yeah, for the cast. No, for I mean, I, I enjoyed boat day for sure and, <laughs> on the Sacramento River. That was uh, good times. That was good times. <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> Did you hear uh, Fred Warner's? Uh, he sounds pretty big on D Ford coming back, man. He sounds like he's uh, looking good, looking great. I mean, that would be awesome if we can have him just, you know, situational downs rushing the passer. That'd be huge against Russ. Yeah, I think with with D Ford, the expectation is much different now than it was three years ago. And you know, I, I don't necessarily think that you um, approach it where you're expecting him to be like consistently on the other end with with Bosa and being the same guy that he was um, in 2019. I think um, based on his injury history and just the fact that he just for some reason just couldn't stay healthy the last like you know 18 months. Um, I just, I, I would like to temper expectations with him. If he does come back and he does play, you're right. Situationally and in certain, um, you know, against certain teams, you know, he might play more than other, other snaps, but yeah, I, um, I wouldn't want to bank on him being the guy that we signed to a big contract, you know, a couple years ago. No. Oh no. And I'm still not even really like preparing myself <laughs> mentally for him to play. I, I'm still like, it's, it's Bosa. Samson uh, and like the other guys on the interior. I'm not really even like focusing or thinking about Ford being there. So if he is, if he does end up playing, that'll just be, you know, an added bonus. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And that's how you have to look at it for some of the other guys in other positions too, like Jalen Hurd at wide receiver, you know, um, yep. you know, is, is he going to be the guy that played against the Cowboys in preseason had two touchdowns and looked like he was going to be, you know, more of a, of a threat than Debo was at that time. Um, in their rookie years, but you know he got hurt and he got hurt again last year, and uh, who knows if he makes it through camp this year? And so I, I think there's question marks there too. Um, is, does he make the team? Yeah. I, I don't know, you know. But there, there, there are a few guys like that. So I mean, let, let's kind of dive into that then. So next week, you know, training camp kicks off for some teams already are already in camp. Uh, you know, we kick off here in a, a few days. Um, I mean, just are off the bat. What what are three things? That you are looking for specifically now the elephant in the room that everyone's going to be you know watching is the the quarterback battle obviously that's that's everyone's going to know that one but aside from that and we can touch on that a little bit but what are the three areas or three positions or three things that you just that that you're gonna you're excited and looking forward to seeing uh once camp kicks off next week yeah with the, the quarterback position yeah that'll that'll work itself out I, i'm not too worried we got two good options there so that's not anything that's going to be huge um what what could be is the wide receiver who's going to be the the third guy there um because we, we got two good great options one and two Debo and Ayuk but who's going to be the third like you were saying could it be Hurd could it be uh Sanu I've heard he's been working out and doing a lot yeah. of practicing with um 
with Trey Lance there, and he seems really motivated. He's always in great shape, so that's not a concern. Mm-hmm. It's just I think if if he's mentally locked in, and I think being back with Shanahan, I think that's going to be something that he's going to want to do, and everybody on the team knows that this is already a roster built for the Super Bowl. So, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure people are not going to be holding back. They're going to be having high expectations, working hard, yep. and, and to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, another one is the edge position opposite mm-hmm. of, of Bosa. I, I do like, um, very intrigued with Samson Ebukam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can be a great uh, role player there. Um, and just hearing with Fred Warner also talking about D Ford possibly coming back, how he's been right. working out, and he looks really good. So I, I, I don't really, I'm not too really worried seeing him on the field. I'm not having expectations of that. Right. Um, if he does, if he is healthy and he, he can play, you know, maybe 10% of the snaps a game just situationally, that'll be awesome. But I'm not, I'm not focusing on that. Um, we didn't have him last year and we had a solid defense. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, I, I think the center position and Alex Mack, if he can kind of return to form, but, mm-hmm. uh, from a couple of years ago, that'll be huge. That solidifies the offensive line and that, I mean, everything goes from there, you know, calling out the, uh, the shifts, um, creating holes for the running, the running game and just that protection for Jimmy G. If he's the guy there at the quarterback position, um, those are three that I'm, I'm really looking at. I don't know if we have too many backups at, at center. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. couple guys that can kind of slide in there, but right. nothing really full time. So hopefully Alex Mack uh, performs and yep. returns the form. Oh yeah, definitely. When we talk about the edges, that's literally for me, like it's the most important uh, position in regards to looking at our team and the way we're built. It starts in the trenches. It starts with the line. You look mm-hmm. at the, the highest paid players on our team are the left tackle, the fullback, the tight end and the linebacker. Right. Which have also happened to be the best left tackle, the best fullback, the best tight end and the best probably middle linebacker in the league. So it's by no coincidence that the Niners invested you know, all the uh, capital and money for those four positions, because that's kind of how you start building a team. Now, Bosa will be coming up, you know, after his rookie contract. So he'll demand a lot of money. And I, and I expect that to be the next big, really big contract that that's going to happen with us. But starting with the edges yep. for camp, no doubt about it. <clears throat> you know, we, we touched on D a little bit, D Ford, but, um, you know, to return to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to make Tom Brady and, Matt Stafford and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray uncomfortable. And on the way you do that is you collapse the pocket, you penetrate, you know, you obviously on the edges uh, you're in the backfield, you know, majority of the time. So that's what you're going to want to see. You know, if you remember the game against the Vikings, the way that they just harassed uh, Kirk Cousins, he had literally no time, you know, and, and you give Kirk Cousins time and, and, you know, he can put up stats like any other, you know, average above average quarterback, but, you know, he just he was uh, unfortunately for him and Aaron Rodgers that year in that in that playoff run, um, they just uh, ran into a you know a colossal force, right? And so, yeah, um, Ecubon reminds me a lot of Cliff Averill when Cliff was at in Seattle. Uh, heavy hands uh, can you know really make the quarterback uh, lose the ball. You know, if he if he slaps him with with. Uh, with his movements. And so I think with him, um, that's one, one thing I'll expect him to do this year is to create some turnovers, um, which, you know, gives the, the offense, you know, a couple extra cracks to, to score more points. And that's really how, you know, you want to build your team is give the offense uh, some, some extra at bats to, you know, put the ball in the end zone or kick some more field goals and, um, you know, play tight defense. So 
And just for sure, uh, running back, my God, I mean, Trey Sermon reminds me a lot of uh, Leonard Fournette when Fournette came out of LSU. Same type of runner. I, mean, I know Fournette was drafted higher, but uh, they just, when I looked at both of them and their, and their styles, they just compared really similarly. So I, I think Trey Sermon has the opportunity to be an elite back, uh, depending on how, you know, the usage and what we're comfortable giving him. Now, obviously with Shanahan, he likes to split the carries, right? So Marie Moster is going to be involved. You got to hope that Wayne Gallman, you know, comes in and, and uh, free agent from New York that came to us and, and that he gets some snaps. And then, you know, depending on Jermichael Hasty if he plays or um, Jeff Wilson when he gets back. I mean, there, there's going to be some options there to just not have one guy be so dependent, right, at the running back position. But Trey has the um, all the tools to be, you know, a three down back. So I'm excited to see him. And then I think the the one position that, you know, with Richard Sherman being gone, you know, I really want to see what these guys in the secondary do, you know, um, some of them are young and, you know, there's some veteran leadership that was lost with, with Sherman, but um, you know, our team is built obviously uh, to make sure that those guys are, are dialed in and uh, someone like Jimmy Ward, the enforcer um, staying healthy will be important for him. But yeah, the secondary, I just want to make sure that those guys are putting clamps on the receivers. We, we, we got some, some big boys in, in the division that we're going to have to take, you know, take care of twice a year. And, and I, I know, I know, you know who I'm talking about, right? So, you know, you got the, the DK Metcalf. DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Not worried about DK. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's, he's only going to get better, you know? And, and, and that's the thing is uh, as he evolves and gets better and works on his craft that we have to match and understand that uh, he won't be the same guy from year one to year two, and he's going to be better this year. So I would expect them to find ways to minimize the damage that he can do on the field. So, yeah, DK Metcalf is a guy that I have a lot of respect for, but uh, you, you got to get in his head. You got you to get on his your hands on him early. Oh, DK? Uh, yes. Oh, I'm not worried about – you don't got to worry about anybody in Seattle except Russ. If you can get the <laughs> Russ, everything else – it's kind of the same in, in, in Green Bay. If you can get the Rodgers, like, that's yeah. game's pretty much over. Um, yeah, DK, only reason he gets those is those plays, those catches, is because the play breaks down uh, oh. and it's just backyard football. And then oh, yeah. you try to get a, a cornerback to cover DK for five to eight seconds, it's, it's not going to happen. You can't do that with – you know, and you, you're no longer knowing where the where uh, the quarterback is, right. what the wide receiver is going to do, because now it's just all ad libbing, and yep. there's no play design to it. So I'm not really worried about DK what he's going to do. It's it's more or less stopping Russ. Right. Uh, and, and again, like you were saying, uh, the secondary, I'm not too worried about. I think they all have the pl- the level of play necessarily uh, necessary to be really effective in, mm. in today's game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yes, we lost the leadership of Sherman, but I think Fred Warner's right there yeah. and more than capable to step up and, you know, get everybody organized and and, and get the play call out mm-hmm. uh, to the rest of the team and be that leader. Um, I think that's what John Lynch and Shanahan are also mm-hmm. um, in because they gave him that 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 contract to make him yeah. the highest paid uh, linebacker in the league currently. I mean, we'll see what Darius Leonard um, does, but most likely he'll probably surpass that. But, yeah, I think um, having that faith in Warner, he's going to be the one that's getting the defense right, and he's the guy that can do it. He's a smart guy. Um, he He's also extremely athletic. He, yeah. he, he's one of the best – first or second best linebackers in the league, and he's not number mm-hmm. two. 
So let's let's <laughs> I tell you. Right. Um, right. But yeah, man. So yeah, yeah, I just can't wait. We can't wait. Can't wait for the season to get started. Training camps getting pretty close. What, how do you feel about Fred Warner's contract? Do you think it was too much? Oh no, 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 no. The, the message was clear that, uh, and, and you, you made this, you know, the point here a couple of seconds ago that, you know, he's, he's the leader now of that defense. So Sherman, uh, had came in and, and he really kind of rallied those guys, especially on the back end. But, uh, the young question, you know, uh, st- stable figure now that we have on defense and everything's going to revolve around him is, is Fred. And, and Fred, Freddie deserved every, every bit of it. Um, you know, back up the trucks, you know, load, load them up with the mm-hmm. bags because uh, he uh, he earned it, man. You know, when he came in wearing that number 48, you know, out of BYU, I thought he was a stud his rookie season. And and you want to talk about a guy who's just put in the work and has gotten better. And, um, he, you know, he does these Brazilian, uh, like, dance, you know, jiu-jitsu type of workouts where he's, like, you know, doing, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme kicks, you know, to elevate and get his balance and, I mean, it shows, dude, on the field. Like he has a lot of endurance, and and uh, you know, he makes a Freddy, lot of tackles. That, that's that's just the guy that looks like Fred Warner. It's not actually Fred Warner. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I, I thought it was him. But I, I, st- <laughs> I, I still think it's him. I still think it's him. But uh, my, my my point though is that uh, you know he's inexplicably the most important um, person that we have on defense and. Um, you know, I'm excited for him. I think that uh, everything that uh, the work he's put in has obviously has shown now, and it starts there. So, I mean, um, he's going he's gonna to be that force, you know, that's going to carry our defense. And with Boston coming back, you know, we got to get him some, you know, uh, some respect too because uh, he's, he's going to come in and hopefully return back to form um, and, and from there get better, right, uh, as he gets more snaps under him and gets his endurance back. So, um yeah, you know, definitely think that um, we we're in a good situation defensively. Um, with COVID this year, I, you know, I agree. W- yeah, w- so with COVID this year, I think the rules are going to be a little bit different, right? So if you're not vaccinated or you don't get your shot, I mean, you got chances. Maybe you don't play, or if you or you miss a game, but you know, I think the rules are are pretty uh, straightforward and, and you know a little strict to some degree, but um, you know, I understand why. You think that um, mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll have a lot of players miss games this year because of it, or are you you think because a lot of our team is vaccinated that you know we hopefully will will dodge some bullets there and not have River Craftcraft you know uh, starting <laughs> receiver. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be terrible. Um, I don't. I hope we don't uh, have too many players missing games. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, teams are you know doing daily checks before practices and whenever mm-hmm. somebody's entering a facility. Mm-hmm to make sure that, you know, they don't show signs, symptoms. Um, if, if they do, then they can, you know, handle that appropriately. I just don't, I just don't like how last year certain teams were given preferential treatment oh, in rescheduling games. And then others weren't like the mm-hmm. 49ers, you know, had a bevy of injuries and COVID protocol stuff, but were forced to still play their games. But yeah, I think it was the Ravens were in a similar issue, but were able to reschedule their game oh, yeah. so that they could still play it. Um, so I like that they had set the tone early and have something in place mm-hmm. so that teams know, hey, if there is an outbreak, you're possibly going to lose out on a game and you're going to have mm-hmm. to lose out on money. And mm-hmm. um, that's that's huge. Um, but at least they, they set that out there and let the teams know. 
Now, if players don't want to get vaccinated, I, I totally understand that. That's up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're still not at ri- necessarily at risk if they're not out, you know, in, in crowded situations right? to where they're going to get COVID. So, um, and even if you are vaccinated, you could still get it. So, I mean, as long as teams are, you know, being cautious and, mm-hmm. and doing everything right, then it, I, I just like that they set that standard and, and have it in place. Me too. Me too. I, I didn't like the musical chairs that happened last year where you didn't know, like, are you going to play, you know, Monday afternoon, Tuesday, Wednesday, fuck, you know, yeah. Wednesday night football. Some teams got that treatment. You know, we got screwed uh, playing against Green Bay and having to watch that porous performance of, you know, a bunch of guys I had never heard of. And it, it was just an, it was just an atrocious, you know, um, you know, display of, of football, you know, and, and it's one of those games that I, I wish I you know, can erase from memory. Uh, but I remember it so much because of how bad some of those guys looked that I had never seen or had no business being on the field. So what about uh, Richie? He he balled oh, out Rich- that game. Richie James. Yeah. The, the, yeah. One, the one guy that, uh, yeah, but Rich, Richie's been on the team for, you know, yeah, you know a few yeah. years now. So, um, it, you know, he, it just kind of all clicked for him in one game where he just got a lot of targets and, there was no one else to throw the ball and they probably weren't even really paying attention to him. And by them, I mean the Packers defense. So, you know, he looked open on a lot of those throws, but, but yeah, no, you're right, man. They set the tone early. Uh, If you miss a game or, you know, you forfeit a game, obviously that's going to hurt some teams. So there's an incentive, you know, you're incentivizing also organizations to make sure some of those players that maybe haven't gotten vaccinated uh, to see if, you know, hopefully they, they, they do, but, uh, I even, think right- even if they don't, I mean, hey, there's not, you know, there's not even a, there's still a possibility that you might not even contract COVID. So right. you don't necessarily need to get vaccinated. You just got to be cautious of, uh, of your surroundings and make sure the facilities are testing, make sure that it doesn't spread. Yeah. I mean, certain, certain things should be uh, like consistent and sustainable, right? So like having hand sanitizer or, you know, washing your hands after you uh, use the toilet, right? You know, like um, th- those things you should be able to do. Like if you're not doing those things, then then you you, Wait, you, what? you have <laughs> you have other issues, man. So this this is new. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I just I I think that uh, you know, especially with like the fans returning into the stadium, like you know, eh, all that stuff. I I went to a Mariners game, you know, recently, and um, you know they still had like the glass in between each stall and. You know, like it was nice to be able to still have soap and, and paper towels to clean your hands. So I, I think those are things that you just as an organization, as a facility and a venue, you should always, always make sure that those things are, are dialed in and and uh, accessible, uh, accessible to the, the fans. So um, whether, you know, they need us to wear a mask to walk in and take it off, or, you know, when we're sitting down, like every team's going to, you know, enforce, you know, it or, or, or maybe they don't. But it, it's just going to it's going to be nice to have fans back in the stadium. So I'm so excited for the, the chiefs game in a couple of weeks preseason, you know, we'll see our guys after two weeks of practice and um, you know, you and I will hopefully uh, attend a, a practice. So it'll, it'll be, um, man, it's, it's, it's been a long time. So I'm excited to be back, brother. Yeah. So with training camp coming up, who are you uh, excited to see on the field? Oh, well, I mean, I, the Ferrari, I mean, I'll tell you who I'm, the Ferrari, man, Trey Lance, man. I mean, that, that, you know, it starts there for me, yeah. like, like, you know, to see him in person and, and to just see him throw the rock after missing a year last year. I think that's, I think that's going to be nice to see him finally, uh, you know, play some football. 
that'll yeah that'll definitely elevate the excitement like just seeing him throw it I mean even if he doesn't start you know it's a good sign just you know seeing him out there and the number one pick what you traded for and 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 then possibly you know setting up the future uh, oh yeah there's a couple other guys I, I, I that name uh what's a two Tula Hufunga, that guy oh yeah, USC the safety. That's a bad boy yeah. right there. Yeah, I, I want to see what he can do, man. He just like his highlight tape, and man, he he just looks exciting. He just seems like he always knows where to be, mm-hmm. and it's just those are the type of players you want to see out there and see yeah. him uh, see him contribute and see him. Imagine do well. imagine if he becomes a like a Troy Palomano, Troy Troy Palomalu like people, right? Like a guy who plays similar to Troy. In our defense, that's going to be exciting. But, you know, oh, yeah. Tro- Troy's on. I don't want to compare anyone to him. But um, this guy, you know, played at USC like Troy did and looked up to Troy and had a similar playing style that Troy did. So, you know, I mean, th- there might be some tendencies that are similar, but he's going to be his own guy. And, uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see him as well. Yeah, and the 49ers have, it's in the last couple of years, few years actually have, have uh, hit – pretty well on those what third to fifth round picks yeah i mean that's what we got in fred warner kittle uh dre greenlaw i mean man that's that's how you fill out the roster right there is hitting on those later picks yeah i mean those are all all, you know pretty much you know either all pros or or pro bowlers that you just mentioned realistically so you know that's um that's something that you know hopefully we we uh you know, we we do we do well with the draft class this year, and those guys contribute early, um, and maybe even start. You know, I think some of the DBs that we drafted, one of those guys, uh, Ambrose or Abros, excuse me, um, or Lenore, right? Um, the Almador. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, one I of those see, guys might start. So I see him maybe, um, probably not this year, but maybe next year taking over uh, Quan Williams' mm-hmm. position, and then uh, Ombre Thomas, who we just signed his rookie deal. He he might be on the outside and he might be competing depending on what they do because Verrett's going to be a free agent again next year, but mm-hmm. he could be competing for the backup spot uh, with Mosley um, if, if 49ers bring in a free agent or another uh, draft pick. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I think the depth in the secondary is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at safety and at corners is pretty good. Hopefully there's not too many injuries at corner because they're yeah. a little bit younger, but safety, man, it's just loaded with talent. Yeah, no, like I mentioned earlier, Jimmy Ward is, is going to be fun to watch. And, um, yeah. you know, and I think it's going to be, um, you know, hopefully getting back to our roots of, uh, of what we know, which is smash mouth, you know, uh, collapse the pocket, you know, tackle soundly and uh, put a lot of pressure on teams to have to execute and not run around and, you know, play, like you said, Sandlot football, which I know some teams want to do, you know, and, and I get the allure of it, but uh, when it comes to execution, man, you get into those late games in December and January, you know, that stuff tends to fade away and, and you, you got to start actually, you know, knowing how to drive the ball down the field and, and getting um, getting through like a tighter, you know, tighter window because those games start to shrink pretty quickly. And, um, you know, you can't depend on just like, you know, one guy running around because I just I mean, it, 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 look what happened to Patrick Mahomes. He had no line and he was trying to run around and. He was just getting decimated. So um, they lost 31 to nine in the Super Bowl. Uh, and that's the Chiefs' offense, which is, I'm sure we can agree, the best probably in the league. So <clears throat> it's going to be fun. Uh, we'll be out there in a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, just re- ready to get training camp started. 
Same here. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> there you go, man. We did it. Right. Thank you for listening to First and Gold.